Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Jay Sinclair is with us. Uh, Jay, let me give a little bit of the backstory on this um, on this tale, right. and then uh, and then I, I'm very I'm most curious. I love your legal acumen when it comes to these types of things. Uh, so Jeff Roy, and I'm just real quick for those who haven't heard the story. Uh, Jeff Roy bought a business that has been in East Nashville since the 1940s. It has been a small mom and pop grocery type convenience store for that length of time. Jeff Roy's life was spent selling meat. Uh, he was a wholesale meat guy, uh, selling to various grocery stores around the community. He grew up in East Nashville. His father was an ice man, sold ice to businesses in East Nashville. And that's how Jeff became familiar with the owner of the business who was getting up in age and he bought the business from the owner. Uh, Jeff Roy did in 2015. Uh, when he bought the business, he began selling meat products. He sells steaks and chicken. He bought raw, obviously, in his coolers uh, to customers along with other groceries. Uh, he is a small uh, grocery store in East Nashville where otherwise there would be a grocery desert. He has also set up uh, some smokers and whatnot outside of his business, and he smokes and cooks food and sells prepared food, which is he allow he's allowed to do as a grocery store. He's licensed as a grocery store. Um, someone moved from California to East Nashville. You cannot make the details of this story up, Jay, any better, right? So uh, this is a guy who was literally born like three blocks away from this store. Bought the store, is keeping it alive. Let me tell you a quick story that I didn't relate to you earlier, Jay. During the COVID pandemic, there was a storm. Tornadoes came through East Nashville, knocked all the power out in that part of town. Jeff Roy realized, this is in 2020, he realized that he was going to lose all of his meat, right? Right, right. So he cranked up his grills and his smokers. He wow. cooked all of his meat and gave it wow. all away to the community. <laughs> Announced, anybody that needs food, come on by. You can have it for free. I would rather you eat it and make good of it than throw it away. This is the type of community guy he is. So he's doing the Lord's work. I mean, he is a, and I met him, and you would absolutely love it. He sells fried bologna sandwiches at his store. That's all you need to know. Okay. All you need to know. So a woman moves in with her partner from California, and I laugh because it's just so it's just so stereotypical. And uh, she buys a house right behind him. Between 2015, Jay, when he bought the location. And right. 2021, when she moved in, right. I want you to guess the number of complaints that have been were made against his business from 2015 to 2021. How many so complaints? Six years. Six, yeah, years. six year period. Yeah. How many Zero. complaints? Zero. Zero is the correct answer. Now, right. this is a tougher one. How many complaints? I may have told you this. How many complaints from 2021 to now? Let me ask you a question first, Matt. Is this lady that, that moved in is doing all Is her name Karen? <laughs> she might be the original kid. She I might Karen be there. filed 44 complaints about this man that's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> about everything. 
right? She complained about his fence. She complained. He fixed that. She complained about his lighting. He fixed that. She complained about his dumpster. He fixed that. She complained about parking. He fixed that. And what now, about his gas uh, well, yeah, she complained about his grease trap. That's right. right. Uh, fixed that. And now she's complaining about the smoke. And he said he's tried to do everything in his power, uh, cannot satisfy her. Uh, she has right. told him personally. He right. Jeff told me when we sat down and had lunch that she told him that she was going to have him shut down. Right. Told him that. Yeah. And now right. she has filed a lawsuit, Jay. Mm -hmm. And I know you've done a little research. Tell me what you know about it. What do you think? Well, the first thing uh, is zoning. Is, is he's got to make sure that he's zoned properly. The fact that this is a private lawsuit by Matt and the and the government is not coming out after him uh, makes me feel good for Jeff. I think if he had a real zoning issue, then the county would be coming after him. And apparently, that's not happening. This is just her private lawsuit. And this is what I think of when I think of this lawsuit. Um. Well, it was a couple of examples. It, well, let me start with an extreme one. Uh, a guy runs a pig farm out in the country. Uh-huh. A hundred-acre pig farm. You ever been around a pig farm? Yeah, pretty nasty. Hey, well, I'll give you one better. Have you uh, uh, ever been next to a paper mill? Oh, yeah. Well, I've driven through. So, I've driven by. Yeah. yeah. So a guy buys a two-acre lot next to a paper mill. I mean, right next to right downwell from it. Uh-huh. Yeah? Uh -huh. And then he writes him a letter and says, if y'all don't do something about this odor, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't well, the paper uh, mill hey, there Bell, first? Can he sue him? Bell, can he sue the paper company? Bell K, can the, uh, the dude that bought the property next to the paper mill, can he sue the paper mill company? Absolutely. $400 in a crayon. You, man, I am so proud you said that, Bill. <laughs> he absolutely can sue and he absolutely can lose because he came to the nuisance, man. The nuisance was there when he bought the property. It was mm -hmm. open and obvious, and he knew about it. It's like people buying a, a block away from the fairgrounds raceway, the national fairgrounds, and then complaining about the noise. Well, ma'am, you moved in a block away from a racetrack. And the racetrack's been there a lot longer than you have. And same thing here, right? I mean, he's been cook he was cooking when this lady went over there and and scoped his house out. Yep. Um, so I think on that part of the case, he has a really good chance. I feel really good about his chances there, man. Uh, you know, the zoning and licensing things a little bit different, but but the county hadn't come after him on it. Right. So the, they're happy. I don't think she can sue him for being out of code. Mm -hmm. I think what she has to do, that, that's for the county to decide. So I like Jeff's chances. And um, tell him if he needs some uh, free legal advice that my contact information is on the Internet. I will. Well, I got it. And I'll give it to him. I love. I absolutely love it. You know, another story that I forgot to relate to you, and I think it would, uh, it, it's just funny to me. Uh, this is the type of guy we're talking about, Jay. You'll love this. So he, since he bought the property in 2015, has held a block party. Now, this is a residential community, and he has a small business in the residential community. Where is How far is it from downtown? 
Oh, it's not far at all. I mean, it's over on 19th Street, East Nashville. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, like 10 minutes of bad traffic. Yeah, yeah. 10 minutes yep. away. Um, and he held an annual block party and had since he bought the business 2015 just to say thank you to the community, cooking food, giving out free food, you know, just but a gathering of the neighborhood. Well, this woman, when she moved in, realized he was holding a block party and looked up in the code and discovered that a business was not allowed to hold a block party, that only a residence could hold a block party. So she filed against him with the city, preventing him to hold from holding a block party to benefit the community. Well, you know what he did? Oh. He bought the house next door to his business. <laughs> <laughs> so that he is our kind of guy. He is our kind of people, man. He is our kind of people. I'll bet you money when she started all this, she was just expecting him to roll over. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm certain. Uh, I am certain. Uh, well, we'll help Jeff out any way that we possibly can. Uh, hang it, hang in there, Jay, in just a moment. If you've got any questions for Jay St. Clair, if you've got any thoughts for Jay St. Clair, if you've got a, uh, a concern from a legal standpoint. Super Talk 99.7 WTN coming up in about 10 minutes or so. My man Taylor Hicks is in the house. He's going to talk about a performance that he's got going on at the Franklin Theater in January. We'll also talk Christmas. We'll talk many, many other. I mean, who knows? We never know. That's exactly right. We'll talk about the ghetto, too. Uh, you never know what we'll get into when we talk with Taylor. That's coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Right now, Jay St. Clair is with us discussing legal matters of importance to uh, well, primarily Jeff Roy and Roy's Meat Service, but also of you. Uh, are both of these for Jay? Is that right? All right, Jay, let me uh, figure out how to do this. I'll put you on hold, and there comes Matthew in Clarksville with a question for Jay St. Clair. Matthew, you're up. I'm good, Matthew. So um, this, this involves Title 4D, so I know that that can be a very complicated situation. But if all things are equal between the two parties, is it possible to defeat Title 4D? What is Title 4D? You need to help. You need uh, to help a publicly uh, educated guy from Georgia out. <laughs> so um, it's it's uh, part of the Social Security Act, and it deals with child support and how the state is able to go after parents and collect child support. And, and I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of lawyers that I've talked to here where I'm at that, that have no clue about what it is. They've never got into it. But basically, it's it's child support. And it's it's part of the Social Security Act of 1935, I think. Right, right. Jay, are you familiar with it? I say this very, very often, Matthew, but I have no knowledge or information about that area of the law. That's a little tiny area of the law I've never looked at. And I am not going to make up an answer. I'm sorry. I can't help you. If you'll pay me a retainer, I'll go research that. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I've dug so deep into it. I mean, what I have found is it's the Social Security Act lays out very strict guidelines in which child support can be received. But somehow the states do not at all adhere to those guidelines in the Social Security Act. So that may be an option that I have to use. Are you asking for child support from the government, or, or are you saying if you get Social Security, you have to pay child support? No, 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 no. So um, um, I pay child support, but my ex-wife and I are equal in education, earnings. Um, 
but they're still after me for child support, and they won't turn over any information of how they decide how it's done. Um, there's a child support worksheet, but the, yep. the child support offices will not provide any information. They say it's privileged. And I believe, right. unfortunately, the only way I'm going to get that information is if it becomes a criminal matter, because then they have to provide that information, correct? Well, I wouldn't. I hope it doesn't turn into a criminal matter. I'm sorry I can't help you, Matthew, but um, good luck with it. I'll research that. If you want to call back next week, maybe I can be a little bit. I, I promise you this, Matthew. Rarely do I see uh, St. Clair uh, stumped on any matter, but I never see him stumped two weeks in a row. So keep listening, and we will. Uh, uh, I, I guarantee if Jay doesn't have an answer, he'll have somebody around Middle Tennessee that he can point point you into the right direction. Ernest is next up. Uh, we've got about three more minutes, Ernest, but I'll give them to you. What's on your mind? Okay, I, I'll make it short and quick. Uh, a little factoid about RMS. I don't know if you ever had their green chili quesadillas or whatnot, but he got that recipe from a uh, East Nashville landmark, a restaurant called S. Fernando's, who was a retired uh, combat veteran. And for years and years, that place used to be right beside Lytton High School. But I know Roy's Meat Service. I go in there every month just to get those green chili and red chili quesadillas. And if you've never tried them, you need to try them. And just want to throw a little fact out there that that came from the S. Fernandos that people have raved about since the day closed you know you know uh and and just while Ernest is talking about it and thanks for the factoid Ernest in a couple of minutes that we have left I, I'm curious Jay and I, I don't I don't want to presume anything but if um if she in her lawsuit kind of exposes a not a code violation uh but maybe you know if he's selling food and he's acting more as a restaurant than a grocery store uh, because he does a lot of hot food sales now. Uh, yep, is right. that something that the city can kind of uh, solve for him in terms of grandfathering his business in because he's been at that yeah. location doing it that way? Yeah, they, they may can, or they may just say he's in compliance. I mean, this has gotten a lot of news on it, uh, Matt. I'm sure the city's been out there, the county's been out there and inspected him. If they thought there was a problem, I believe they would have done something already, man. Yeah. So I don't think he's got to worry about the politicians. He just got to worry about Karen. Well, that's right. And, you know, Karen's more aggravating than politicians, but you you can deal with Karen's. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.